Hello and welcome to another episode of Wrong Opinions Only with your hosts Justin and Kayla. And this week, since we're about a little more than halfway through the year, we're going to run through our most anticipated TV shows for the remainder of 2022. So I'm pretty excited, Kayla. You know, me too. There's a lot of TV. We say over and over that TV's never been better. They're just pumping out so many great shows. But before we go to the future, before we look towards it, we have to go to the past and present. So tell me, Justin, what TV shows have you finished recently? Most recently, I finished Ozark and Marvelous Miss Maisel, okay, which wow. are great shows. Highly recommend the Ozark finale. I thought they did really well. And I'm also watching a ton right now, but that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about what we've finished. So those are the most recent okay. finished series because I have about 12 that I'm watching at once. So. Fair enough, <laughs> as it should be. Um, most recently, I just finished Stranger Things season four. If you watch our Instagram live, you know, we have a lot of thoughts on that. The Umbrella Academy season three. And then I also just watched The Bear two weeks ago in a weekend and already got people into it. I also finished Hack season two, which I thought was great. So those are kind of my in the back end pile. Yeah. And a lot of the ones you mentioned are the ones that I still need to get to or finish Mm -hmm. because I'm currently in the middle of the boys on Amazon Prime. I am just started The Bear on Hulu, uh, Physical on Apple yep. TV Plus with uh, Rose Byrne. That's k- kind of like a quirky, but comedy, but drama type show. It's Dramedy? It's, yeah, it's a, a bit, and it's very uniquely done. I, I enjoy it. And then I just started Loot on Apple TV Plus oh, with, yeah, Maya so with Maya Rudolph. Uh, the first episode didn't really grab me. I like the story. I like her. I like Adam Scott, so I might give it a couple more episodes to see if I'm I'm going to actually stick to it, but those are the ones that I'm just like in the middle of. And then there's a list of like a dozen that I need to watch. Have you heard of the series Hot Ones? No. It's like an interview where this guy um, interviews people while they eat chicken wings to different levels of hotness. I've heard of it. I've never watched it. So Maya Rudolph was on it recently and it was trending everywhere because it is hilarious. (laughs) At one point she puts milk in her beer and drinks it. Okay. And that's... then he's, the whole thing of his, like, people are, like, you know, dripping or making comments, and then he's still asking questions. And at one point, she turns to him, she goes, I'm going to need you to shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then just, like, chugs his beer. I mean, it was hilarious. Highly recommend you check it out, if you like Maya Rudolph, which you should. Yeah, she is great in everything she does. Um, I, what are you currently watching? What's, what's the present? Well, that's what I just said. Oh. Okay, well, the bear is probably first on the list, the boys, physical and loot are the ones I'm in the middle of, and then ones I need to catch up on and or watch for the first time are Euphoria, which I'm still behind mm-hmm. on, Stranger Things, still behind yes, on, yes. Um, Candy on Hulu looks interesting with Jessica Biel, yep. uh, Tehran on Apple TV+, Plus. I watched the first season, so I got to watch the second season, that's about like a... Um, a, uh, a Mossad agent who's like on a secret mission in her hometown of Tehran, Really good show, though, the first season anyway. Minx on mm, HBO Max that, I yeah. want to watch. That's a 1970s uh, female feminist teams up with kind of like a sketchy publisher to make uh, an erotic magazine for women. And it's got Jake Johnson in it. And I love Jake Johnson. And I heard an interview with him on it and got he's me. He's great. He's so lovable. Yeah, he's so lovable. So I have to give that a shot. We Own This City on HBO. Everybody is raving about. That's on my list as well um, for the future. So, yeah, we'll definitely have to talk yeah, about it then. We'll have we to talk it. about that because John Bernthal is awesome and everything he does. 
Barry, everybody keeps raving about. I haven't watched that yet. That's also on my list yeah. of future shows. It's it's Barry, We Own the City, and FX The Pistols, okay. which is kind of a drama, co- perhaps a comedy, about the Sex Pistols, a band I love. So it's just, but I'm worried it's going to be bad. So it yeah. has been my hesitancy, but I have to watch it to tell. Okay. And um, then Severance, people talked about. I was kind of iffy on that one. I might mm-hmm. might give it a shot. Hacks, which you mentioned, I watched season one, not season two yet. The Old Man on Hulu is supposed to be really yes. good. And Irma Vep. That's with Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff Bridges is yep. in The Old Man. And then Irma Vep is with Alicia Vikander on HBO Max. And that just came out a couple weeks ago. That looks pretty good. It's like a, a disillusioned movie star, you know, travels to France to try to make herself like a serious actress instead of like just a superhero actress. And it seems like a bit of a, a, a thriller type maybe horror uh, crime like okay that it, seems it up looks, her alley it looks interesting again there's so much good tv there's that i just so listed much. a dozen shows that i want to watch well i have six that i'm currently, currently watching us yeah. at all times yeah i mean who needs sleep you know <laughs> um i'm currently watching a pretty good documentary they're just really putting out some good ones lately yep. between netflix and hulu um but it's called mormon no more and it's like a four-part docu-series about a lesbian couple who realized, like, after years of being Mormons, being married to men, having kids, that they were in love with each other. They, like, met and, like, instantly kind of fell in love. And it's, like, four parts of podcast people. And it's, like, their blending of the family, the family members that are still Mormons, and the issues that stem from there, their ex-husbands, the issues that stem from there. And it's really well done so far, about halfway through. That's on Amazon. Wait. No, it's on Hulu. Hulu? So, yep. Yeah, Hulu is making a push on a lot of good they TV. Are. Apple TV is really throwing a lot of money at stuff right now. They're just coming out with a ton of new shows. They got that Coda press, so they're uh, starting to latch onto it. Yeah, now they are seen they as Oscar a reputable winner. one. Everybody got in because of Ted Lasso, and now they're staying for everything else. Netflix they have. doesn't have an Oscar winner. Yeah. And then you have Netflix is kind of one that's that's trailing because they they are right. more throwing out well, a whole bunch of quantity and not as much quality lately. They got a host of problems these days. Yeah. Netflix isn't in its best light, that's for sure. Um, shout out to Miss Marvel too on Disney Plus. I'm enjoying it. Oh, Miss Marvel! I was like, no, Marvelous tend Miss to like teen like shows about centered around teens, but I am enjoying this one. I got to say. Well, and you know, we watch The Wilds, which is yes, one of our favorite yes. shows on Amazon. So that's that's about teens. That's true. And Yellow Jackets. Are you sure, Kaylee? You don't like shows about teens? They have to have some adults to them, I guess. I'll gotcha. Say. Okay. Yes, yeah, that element. Um, all right. So now that we've been to the past and to the present, let's look towards the future and talk about our top five anticipated shows. Orby has nothing to fear. Okay, so now we're going to get into our top five most anticipated TV shows for the remainder of 2022, and we're going to each rank our top five shows in descending order. So our fifth most anticipated show, and then ending with the show we are most anticipating the rest of this year. So well said, Justin. I could have said it better myself. Yeah, which is why this is take two on this, Kayla. Um, <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Um, so let's start with your fifth most anticipated show for the rest of the year, Kayla. What do you got? Okay, so it's going to be a show called Uncoupled, which will be out on Netflix on July 29th. 
and will feature Neil Patrick Harris, one of our faves, playing Michael, whose 17-year marriage comes crashing down when his husband blindsides him by walking out the door. This looks like it's a drama with some comedy elements. I mean, Neil Patrick Harris is so good at it. Um, but it looked really good. It looked like an interesting show about friendship and, you know, a down and out Neil Patrick Harris. And it just looks like emotional, which is my favorite thing. And I'm looking forward to it. I think uh, it's coming out at the end of this month and I can't wait. And what's it on, did you say? It's going to be on Netflix. Netflix? Yep. Okay. I might have to maybe consider that with the 73 other things that I'm going to be watching. Fair. My fifth most anticipated show is His Dark Materials returning for season three on HBO Max. Um, This is supposed to be coming out in November 2022. And this is based on the former books, the gold, uh, what is it, Golden Compass books. And it's about a young girl who's, you know, destined to liberate the world from the Magisterium, the big bad government in this type of parallel universe. It's a UK show. Uh, the main character is uh, Daphne Keene, who plays uh, Lyra Silvertongue. I really enjoyed the first two seasons, which I didn't think I would. It doesn't really seem like it's super up my alley. Yeah, I was just thinking that as you were describing it. I know, but I just love the first two seasons. I think I'm a sucker for like a young kid who's destined for great things. You know what I mean? If it's just like a young genius who like is going to prove people wrong, yes, yeah. I'm just a sucker for those types of shows. And she's like the renegade, renegade youngster who's destined for more than she realizes. And did you love? Did you like the Harry Potters? I like the Harry Potters. Okay. Yeah, I mean they weren't my favorite, but it's and it's it's better than Harry Potter. I said it. I said <laughs> no, it. No, said as someone who did not read the books. I'm sorry, I cannot love. This I read writer. the first two books. He does not speak for us or the world. No, yeah, I don't know if it's better than Harry Potter, but as far as a TV show goes, because I didn't really like the movies. I saw the the first two, what is it, Gold Compass, and I forgot the one. I think I saw that one. Yeah, and I wasn't a huge fan of the movie, but I really enjoy the show, so I'm looking forward to it returning uh, later this year. Okay. That sounds interesting. Can't wait to see your thoughts. Did you watch the first two seasons at all or no? No. I haven't watched it at all. (sighs) Kayla, figure it out. See, your favorite is not necessarily my favorite. But I'm intrigued by the fact that you enjoyed it, so I'm not closed-minded about it, I'll say. All right. So what is your number four show? So my number four is going to be The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power, which is going to be released on Amazon Prime on September 2nd. Um, This may seem crazy because I'm spotlighting this show uh, with what I'm about to say, but I'm actually not a big Lord of the Rings fan. I'm not sitting here today going, that was a great series, as I know many people do. What I, you know, as you know, I love fantasy. I mean, we both do. We play a fantasy game weekly with our friends. But when fantasy, like, books and TV turns, like, medieval and dragons and knights and stuff has never been my magic, has never been my kind of interest. Um, Game of Thrones was something I, because of that, took me a bit to get into it. Um, I'm kind of hoping the show changes my mind, honestly. I'm intrigued by the big budget, the look of it. Um, the story is kind of separate from the movies, so mm. it's a new retelling. I don't have to like rewatch those to understand. Um, you know, I this show is kind of set thousands of years before the events of The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. It's in a time of like peace and covers all the major events of Middle Earth Second Age, which is the forging of the Rings of Power that Frodo ends up having, the rise of the Dark Lord Surin. I could be butchering that again. The fall of the island kingdom of Numenor and the last alliance between elves and men. Again, all that, no clue. 
but I'm intrigued. And maybe now that we've been playing D&D and I've been getting a little more in the fantasy world, I'll enjoy it. It's kind of my last foyer into the Lord of the Rings to see if I'm just done with it or I like it. Did Now, I enjoy the original Lord of the Rings movies. You know, they started off a little slow and I probably haven't rewatched them in 15 years or whenever, but I never watched The Hobbits. Have you seen The Hobbits? No. No? Okay. We should, uh, I don't, are they deemed to be good? I don't even know, but I may have to watch those in preparation for the new I, show because I will watch that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not super excited about right. it for the same reasons you kind of outlined, but now that, you know, we have the Game of Thrones tie-in, we have the Dungeons mm-hmm. and Dragons tie-in, maybe I'll be a little bit more into it this go-round. I think also when they came out, I forget, I should have looked when they came out, but I was younger, I know that. And I remember, first of all, loving the model of a sequel and a trilogy film coming out back-to-back at the same time, so you could see one in the... I don't think they've done it since. Um yeah, it but, came out in 2001, the original Lord okay, of the Rings. Okay, so we're like 11. Yeah. So I also think I probably didn't understand a good chunk of it. like, And not all of it was like slashing and dicing. So probably like the political and general arc of things, I'm not going to lie, probably went right over my head. So maybe watching it as an adult will give me more clarity into what actually happened. Because I probably couldn't tell you what happened right now at this moment. So That's fair. That's a, a good pick on my part here, Kayla. Mm-hmm. Or on your part. Well, yes, <laughs> yeah, I agree was... <laughs> with your pick is what I was trying to say. Okay, there. okay gotcha. Um, the next on my list, number four, is going to be Surface on Apple TV+. Plus. It comes out July 29th, 2022. Uh, the premise of this is a woman uh, wakes up not remembering the events that led to her attempted suicide. And the main character is Gugu Batara who was in Loki as uh, Ravana Renslayer. She was in The Morning Show and that movie Concussion. And it's also got uh, Kristen Park. So I watched the trailer for this. It looks interesting. I re- really like Gugu Batara. Like she I love you act- saying her name. Yeah, I actually looked up how to properly pronounce it because I didn't want to butcher it. I love that for you. Yes, thank you. She is a great actress and I like everything she does. So I'm definitely going to give this this show a a shot and it seems to fit into to some of that uh, archetype that I'm usually into of the the mystery where you start to figure out more stuff as the show goes on and who done it was it actually her did was she coerced was it a a big whole like blackmailing I love trying to figure stuff out in advance so every episode I'd be like oh I think it was this person oh I think they did this oh I think that and my wife hates it because during the episode I'm like oh that's gonna come back They're, they're probably the one who did it and I'm just an idiot most of the time you know what? As you're describing your archetypes that you love, I'm realizing we are not the same in that, but we love so many TV shows together. So that's interesting. Well, sometimes it's just good TV is good TV and you got to watch it. That's so, true. And I am. That's a good one. I watch a lot of stuff on Apple TV Plus. So that's true. They've been doing pretty good according to me anyway. Yes. Yes. I agree with you because you're the most talking about Apple TV shows, I think, that I see going on. Yeah, because everything's good, and they're getting better at their their actual Promo. huh? Promo. Yeah, but also just how the entire app works. It's starting to flow a little better. Okay. It's starting to work a little better. I think Netflix probably has the easiest to understand app. You know, HBO Max's isn't great. Disney Plus's is okay, not great. Amazon's is pretty good. My gripe with Disney Plus is that like you'll be watching something, and it'll take you like ten moves to get to it again, or yeah get to something near it like oh you like star wars star wars is like number 
800 on the list and you're scrolling and you're typing. It's terrible. Um, Apple is good. I just hate that one click away. You're going to the things you don't have, like yep. Showtime or like because they promote other streaming services through Apple. And I'm like, wait, what? I just want the Apple things. Yeah, they're trying to make it like a hub, kind of like what Amazon mm-hmm. does, where, hey, you can get a Paramount Showtime. Plus through Apple and Showtime so you can access everything through one hub, which is what I've been saying I've wanted for years so that everything and I can just look at my watch list in one location. That's what I want. That's what needs to get done. The problem is I've already signed up for all these different services separately, so I'm not going to cancel to re-sign up under a different one, you know? Yeah, yeah. I hear you. So this is where we lie, Kayla. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's a good one. Um, My third is going to be Andor, speaking of Disney+. Definitely would have been on my list. And it's coming out on August 30th. Um, and tells the exploits of Rogue One, Cassian Andor, Diego Luna during the first five years of the rebellion against the Empire before his fateful trip to steal the Death Star blueprints in a Rogue One. As you all know, Rogue One is our favorite Star Wars movie here on the pod. So I'm very excited to see what made Andor Andor, someone who was so resistant to the resistance yep. and then ends up sacrificing his life for it. Like that's I want to see kind of that journey for him. So I'm really looking forward to it. After Kenobi, which I disappointing, I liked a ton and had that emotional depth to it. Andor is supposed to be a darker, more intense vision of the Star Wars universe. We'll see. That can be promised on screen. I haven't really necessarily seen that delivered on the Disney Plus shows. I gotta say, but if so, I love it because Rogue One was so good. So. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah, that probably would have been number three on my list, too. And something we should mention is that we did try to make sure that we did not overlap on shows on our list so that we can get you all the great shows to watch and we're not super redundant like we have been on some certain drafts in the past. We're we're growing, guys. We're (laughs) growing together. Yes. All right. Who's your third? Third for me is The Great Season 3. Okay. So The Great is on Hulu. Season 3 comes out November 18th of this year. And as you know, it follows Catherine the Great and as she's starting to rule Russia in the 18th century. She's trying to bring, you know, the arts and innovation to kind of a stagnant Russia who wants you to do things the old way because that's how it's been done forever and just fall in line and they don't want this woman to rule them type of situation. Al Fanning plays Catherine the Great and Nicholas Holt plays Peter, the king she usurped. Did I use that right? I just used a big word, Kayla. Good job. Impressed. And um, it's just, it's a half an hour show, I think 10 episodes each season, and just hilarious. It's a good story. You know, it's obviously not super factual, but it does touch on some things of uh, historical fact in the past, which it's nice to learn a little bit when you're watching these, but also laugh your ass off because Al Fanning is phenomenal in this. And the way season two ended, it definitely leaves it open to what's going to go on here in the future. And I think they're going to have a pretty good dynamic between Al and Nicholas Holt like they have the first two seasons because I know at one point they were talking about uh, changing some actors up, but they both stayed on and I'm super pumped. It's a sh- it's just a fun show to watch. You can sit down, you can watch it and just be like, I'm having a good time and I'm not worried about the state of the world we're in right now, you know? Oh god, I want to find that for myself, yeah. please. But you have to be worried about the state of Russia in the 18th century. But, you know, that's not Ooh, now. Yeah, yeah. That's not America that's in 2022. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um okay, that's a good one. I definitely tried to watch The Great. I'm going to try again because I'm clearly missing something. Try People again. love the show. So, uh, I'm with you there. Okay. There's a lot of raunchy humor in it, too. 
So depending on if you're into that or not, but you liked, uh, was it Sex Lives of College Girls on HBO Max, I did, right? yes. It that was, was so pretty good. funny. You're the one who told me to watch that, and it was pretty funny. It I enjoyed funny, it. It was funny, It was like a fun show to watch, just exactly, like The Great. Exactly. Just a fun show to watch. You nailed it. Okay. Let's get to our number twos. I have, not you, Guillermo, What We Do in the Shadows is returning for its fourth season on July 12th. That's coming up on FX. Hulu has it the next day. I love the show. It's a comedy made for me. It's a comedy mockumentary a la Parks and Rec the Office about a group of vampires who live together and just get in the crazy of hijinks. The show is hilarious. If you're a fan of, God, I always butcher his name, Take Taika Waititi. Taika Waititi. Okay, yeah. good. I got it. And his humor, you'll love the show. He wrote and starred in the movie and the show features different characters but has the same humor. The show has been renewed for a fifth and sixth season, so clearly I'm not alone in that opinion. And now that life, as you said, is like a horror movie in a lot of ways. I'm looking forward to a comedic escape. And I just love spending time with these guys. In fact, I have a portrait of one of the vampires in the show on my wall at my house. So that's how much I love it. Oh, wow. Shout out to Nadia. Okay. And with the amount that you, our very own Swarly and KAK Duchess, talk about this show, yes. I'm eventually going to have to give it a shot. It does not quite sound like my type of humor, but... Did you like The Office? I did like The Office. It took me a bit to get into yeah. the... The first season of The Office was kind of cringe for me. I think it could take you some time with this, but man, when you get there... Do I have the time, Kayla? We're listing all the shows that we'll we want to watch. we work on it, okay? Gosh, Kayla, nobody has time it's anymore. so good. Okay, okay. What's your two? My two is a show I am pumped for, super excited about... And I'm re-watching season one right now in preparation. It is Industry on HBO Max. Season two comes out August 1st of this year. And this is a show that follows kind of uh, recent graduates that, as they're trying to make it at a big London investment bank. So they're trying to become these big investment bankers. And it's just a really fun show about... They're trying to, these college grads who are from all different walks of life are trying to navigate, you know, the intense world of investment banking where, you know, it gets crazy. People work 90, 100 hour weeks. It's super high stress, high pressure that they put on these 22, 24 year old kids. And it doesn't get too much into the weeds on like the banking side of it, you know, the, the finance portion, which I could always use a little bit more of. It does touch on it enough to kind of feed that fix for me because I love the kind of the finance and the high finance shows. But it's more about, you know, the relationships between these hires that are trying to be hired on full time and how people from completely different backgrounds and intelligence levels can function in the same place. It's like you have somebody who's like a clinical genius, brilliant, how they're functioning, how somebody who's just trying to get by, how somebody's using their charisma but doesn't really have the smarts to back it up, and how they all kind of work in this same like environment D&D. together. You're describing a D&D party. Exactly, Kayla. So you know, I don't know if you're going to give it a shot or shot or not shot. Um, but I, Okay, well, here's what I'll say to you. Succession was a show that I don't really care about the business side of things, but they're so compelling as anti-heroes and terrible people that it's the people, it's the characters I've invested in. Could the same be for industry for me? Yes. I think what they're trying to do is get you 
in with the characters. They want to get you invested in them as much as possible. And the banking side of it's secondary. The thing you just need to know is it's a really intense field and they are all terrified they can't, they're not going to be able to keep their jobs because it's such a select few. Usually these investment banks, it's you have to go to one of the, the Ivies. You need to graduate at the top of your class. You need to go through intensive interviews. You need to do all this crazy stuff just to get in the door. Mm-hmm. And then when you get in the door, it's like, okay, you have a six-month or a one-year trial period with everybody else and we're going to cut 75% of you. And only so many of you are going to make it to like full-time employment. So it's them navigating that world. And the main character is Harper Stern, who is played by um, Mayala Harold. I think it's her first acting credit entirely. And she is so good. And she plays kind of this like brilliant young student who graduated from Binghamton University. So I thought that was kind of funny, you know, a couple hours away from us and and it kind of opens up with them being like, hmm, how did you get in here going to Binghamton and not like Harvard oh, or Yale uh, or like Oxford, you know? <laughs> so, but it is what it is. And and I'm really starting to get invested in the characters and kind of the, stru- the struggles they're going through about, hey, I'm a 20-something in London, England. It's in London, Kayla. So Ooh, there you hey, go. Hey, you're, you're really working the sell here. I'm selling it to you. And they're like 20-somethings. And it's like, we're making so much money. We're working 80, 90, 100 hours a week. They're partying their asses off, mm-hmm. but still need to make it to work early the next morning and deal with clients. And one mistake can cost the company hundreds of thousands of dollars. And it's a, it's a very good show. I highly recommend it. And season two, August 1st. Kayla, I want you on it so we can talk about season two when it comes you out. You know what? That was a very good sell. And knowing what I experienced with Succession, I think I'll give it a try. Right. Give it an honest try. Yeah, just give it a couple episodes. Yeah, I will. I can do that or for you. Or the whole first season. Whatever you want. You know, I'm still giving. I can do that for you, for <laughs> sure. Okay. We're we're down to our number ones of this listing. And again, there's a gazillion shows we could go on yeah. and on about. Now, actually, our number ones are both shows we would have had on our list otherwise if yep. we didn't take them from each other so um these are two big shows we're about to discuss um i will start with a league of their own which will premiere on august 12th on amazon prime now Wu fans when i tell you i've been following this show since conception i mean that for two and a half years i've been following the start of the show when abby jacobson who is a crow creator star of the show uh, if you love Broad City, she's in it. She also wrote a memoir book of essays called I Might Regret This that was really good. Um, she, like, casually mentioned it in an interview that, like, she was kind of looking to get the rights and had this vision, but, like, who knows if she'd get it. And ever since then, I've been, like, scoping the internet. I've been, like, looking up stuff because I love A League of Their Own. It's a great film. Highly recommend if you haven't seen it. And I loved her idea of what she wanted for the show. And uh, unfortunately, three years ago, COVID delayed the filming for quite some time. It got to a point where I go, I don't know if the show is actually going to get made. She was thinking that the show wasn't going to get made because it had to get picked up from a network. Thankfully, Amazon Prime slid in, picked it up. The show was set to explore topics that were more subtle texts in the film, like queerness and race mm-hmm. um, that were just kind of casually referenced, but not really. The movie at, came out in 92. Yes. So it. <laughs> It wasn't as prevalent in film as as it is now. Yes, yeah. yeah. Um, So just kind of lightly touched on those things. The show is going to have a diverse cast, and it's going to touch on those things that happened, you know, 
of course, it's about a formed baseball team during World War II. So it's going to have like, you know, the war setting. It's going to have, you know, the things you love to League of Their Own, but it's going to be a different show. So definitely people need to anticipate that. Like I said, it stars Abby herself, um, Darcy Corden from The Good Place, Shantae Adams from Roxanne, Roxanne, and A Journal for Jordan. The very early reviews um, from some TV, like people I follow, are very good. And that's good to hear because this is definitely something where if it's not done yes. well, it could just ruin it entirely. Yes. There's an embargo right now, um, which is when media members can see it, but they can't talk about it. Yeah. But in the subtle things I've been seeing kind of referencing it, it seems to be like knocked out of the park, for lack of a better phrase. Ah, I see what you <laughs> did there, Kayla. So I, when I tell you, I'm so ready for a queer league of their own i cannot tell you i can't wait please 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 is that your favorite sports me. movie of all time yeah it's I, such a good movie yeah now question second for you. would be um second would be the denzel uh remember the titans yes yes that's i love that movie classic yeah great movie so big question for you there was actually a hot debate like a couple months ago all over the interwebs on this Dottie Henson, did she purposely drop the ball at the end? Right? That's what I thought, too. But there's a big argument on the other side that why would she drop the ball when she goes out to the pitcher and tells them how to get out her sister kick? Because she is all about winning. Dottie throughout the whole film. I love that we're having this discussion. Thank you. Dottie throughout the whole film could care less about baseball. She's just naturally good at it. And her sister resents her for it. Her sister sucks. Kit sucks. Yes. Kit sucks. Kit sucks. Yeah. And even throughout like their arguments, the, the the her leaving the team, her younger sister, I just think that at the end she realized it mattered, even though she's so competitive, and that's what keeps her going. Otherwise, she would be like, I'm going back home waiting for my husband to return home for war. I could care less. But she's competitive, yeah. and, and that's what keeps her like going when Kitsch was antagonizing her, antagonizing her, because she's not as good as her. I just think in that moment, competitiveness took a backseat and the pain her sister was in where she was just angry at her mattered more and she gave her that win i'm sorry she She wanted to give her the spotlight that's what i always thought i didn't realize there was such a big contingent that thought the other way that she just dropped it and i was like what did you watch in that entire movie that would indicate Dottie would drop a ball nothing she was a superstar the whole time so it was definitely just to help out her sister. And yeah, we're having a League of Their Own conversation 30 years after the movie I came love out. it. It's so good. Great film. So yeah, when I'm, I mean, I'm just, yeah, I'm shaking at the thought <laughs> of it. I'm so excited. Now they just wait. need to get Tom Hanks back to be the coach. So. Yes. And, <laughs> and then also by August 12th, when it premieres, they need to say that they renewed the Wilds. And then we'll be so copacetic Amazon Prime. <laughs> yeah, I think the Amazon Prime is going to be doing that. Just yeah. that. Yeah. So my number one show, I think everybody would have guessed it by now. It would have been on both of our list. House of the Dragon, the prequel to Game of Thrones, comes out August 21st, 2022 on HBO Max. This is set 200 years before the original events of Game of Thrones, and it focuses on the whole Dance of the Dragons saga and the rise of the Targaryens in in this world. And it's based on George R.R. Martin's uh, book, Fire and Blood. So this, we just need the Game of Thrones fix, right? It was, Mm -hmm. we had it, we've had a few years off of it. Now give it back to us in a different format, as long as it is done well. And as long as George is being consulted during the making of it, which he is supposed to be for this movie, 
And George, just figure out how to write faster. Figure stuff out. He's never going to finish these books because he's too busy working on these TV shows with them. True. Well, I don't know, George. Just You've had four years before this came out to finish writing the other books. So just do it, man. He, you know what? He's, he probably hasn't finished. And it's just like on his death, like in his uh, will, it's going to be like, oh, hey, by the way, I finished this book uh, 10 years ago. It's sitting on my bedside table. You can just release it now. That's oh what I'm guessing because George wild. is just messed up. And he's like, I, I finished this. I just don't want to release it to anybody. People yet. literally, fans will add, like share their concerns with him that they're worried he's going to die before he finishes. And he's like, yeah, I don't like to think about that. So <laughs> I just have like a feeling that if he does finish it before he dies, he's not going to release it until after he dies. Like he's going to have some something in writing to make sure that happens because he doesn't want to deal with the backlash of if it does not align or if it's not. It needs to be so much better than the finale of the show. I think it has to. It I mean, has I think to. it's not hard to. It's not hard to. It that way. But there is so much pressure for it to be so much better than the finale of the show that it can't really live up I to that hype. I have to work hard. <laughs> yeah, just do what you did in the first <laughs> ones. Like, you know, the whole last couple seasons of Game of Thrones where they just fly all over the damn uh, world in one episode back and forth when the first season it took him the whole season to get down to the freaking uh, king's landing i will say we watched the game of thrones finale in the coolest place in vegas oh that was so uh, cool that just right like kind of rose it in my esteem because it's such a good memory and it felt so epic however um that last season of game of thrones not my favorite and uh i'm a little nervous going to house of dragon not gonna lie because the targaryens even though towards the end, my favorite family by the far. Reveal by the reveal was a little better as far as like how terrible they were. Apparently, not that bad. No, they're great. They're my ways. favorite family by far. But Daenerys, like where everything went with her, I'm soured on, and so I'm nervous going into this. I have high hopes, but I'm worried. I guess I'm a little worried too, and. I think HBO, they had so many writers coming up with so many prequels, sequels, etc., that they only picked out the ones that they thought could really work. And I think they're putting a lot of money and effort and talent behind this production that HBO is good at what they do. They need to make sure this first season hits. Otherwise, they're going to be in for just a flume of shit. Right. So uh, I'm really excited about it. You know, follows the Targaryens. You got... Princess Rhaenyra, Prince Daemon, uh, King Viserys, like just a lot of these characters that you've heard in passing or through stories in the yes. actual Game of Thrones. So seeing how they interact it's centuries before all that takes place is super interesting. And, and I'm pumped for it. I'll be watching it open night. And maybe we just go to Vegas, watch it at that same yeah, place. Maybe we should. Night. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm definitely going to be there as soon as it comes out. And I'm just excited to return to the world of Game of Thrones because when it was good, it was so good. I miss talking about it with people. I miss speculating things. Yeah, it's just good. What do you think about the, uh, can you tell what I'm about to say? You're going to talk about the sequel with, uh, Jon Snow. Yeah, the recent kind of either accidental slip or intentional to be determined but announcement think, yeah. that they're working on in production for a Jon Snow spinoff which is him after what ha where he ends up going back to the wildlings I think it's too soon I think it was a mistake to announce that before even House of the Dragon comes mm -hmm. out I think it takes a little bit away from House of the Dragon and it's only been was it is 4 years since the finale happened 
I think we need a little bit more time before the sequel comes out. If it's the point where it's three. Pre yeah, so only three years. And I think you need some time before you go back to the characters we know and we're familiar with because we have such a tie and investment into them that we are going to, as fans, going to be more critical of it. So if there's more time that's passed, there's kind of things you... And we saw this kind of with Star Wars. They're trying to fill in gaps that that creates some, some issues yeah. sometimes. And maybe it's just super pre-production. I don't know if they've talked about when they're filming or anything for that yet. But if it's something where it's going to come out in the next year or two, I think it's too soon. But if it's something that's going to come out in three or four years down the line where we're going to be talking six, seven years after the show ended, I think that's a little more reasonable. Okay, here's my volleyed question to you. Of all the characters who survived at the end of Game of Thrones, is he the one you'd most want to see a show about or is the it least. another character? He's the least I want to Thank see the show about. Thank you, same, yeah. same. Who's the most? Or like... Well, I think Arya. Yeah. Like, Arya... <laughs> I want the Arya My dog's scene. named Arya, Kayla. I, mean, I know. I want to see Arya find out what's west of Westeros, okay? I'd watch Pirate Arya all day, all night. Pirate Arya, Sophie Turner... Oh, I just called Sansa. her I, actress's I, name. I'd watch Sansa, like, take no shit yep. in the north with Bran visiting every now and then as a raven. Like, yeah. And that's it. I do not want a Bran show. No, definitely but, not a Bran show. He's not super compelling. But yeah, no, I love Kit Harrington, love Jon Snow. Don't, not super hyped for a show. I guess it's just like they're trying to go, like just those couple episodes where he was north focused on the wildlings, they're just going to make, make a season on that. I'm surprised he wants to go back, to be honest. Yeah, he was really upset, or not upset, but he did not enjoy really being on that show, is what I've heard. Yeah, but. it was a lot for him, especially because he was always in the coldest, worst parts. True. So, I mean, it wasn't like even on set enjoyable, so... I'm surprised. I guess we'll see what time happens and see how House of Dragon goes by. But yeah, give us Arya. I'll tell you right now, if House of the Dragon gets panned, then they're probably just going to cancel that show. Probably. Or, yeah. or Maybe it was it like just to see, is it worth spending the millions of dollars? We need to do it. Yeah. And what I think the last couple of seasons of Game of Thrones, they were spending something like $100 million per episode. Well, that's the thing. I mean, you can't pay him less than what he was making on the original, can you? No, you have to pay but him But you don't have to pay... The new people that same. True. Because they're, you know, so not as known yet. And so, yeah. That's the problem with these shows where it comes up with a whole bunch of relatively unknown actors and mm -hmm. actresses that by the time it gets super successful, four or five seasons down the line, you got to start paying these people unless they're tied to a contract that keeps them there at the reduced right. wage. And when you do these sequels, which is a lot of time why it's difficult because either they became so big and so famous they're on to bigger and better things they're doing movies they're doing different shows they don't want to kind of go back and get caught in that niche or having everybody back is just so expensive that it doesn't make it worthwhile to keep shooting the show so we'll see what happens but i'm super yep. excited for house of the dragon absolutely and that's it for our anticipated shows. I'm sure there will be more as more announcements come out through. Let's talk about some shows that maybe didn't quite hit our top five. What do you have? Yeah, so I had a couple honorable mentions here. Um, Ted Lasso, I think, would have easily been on both of our lists. Yes. But there's no release date announced yet. I've heard late 2022. I've heard early 2023. Without something semi-in-stone, I couldn't really put that on my list. Um Blackbird, a new Apple TV Plus show. That looks pretty interesting with Taryn Egerton and Ray Liotta 
where this kid is in jail and he transfers to maximum security prison to try to uh, befriend a suspected serial killer and get a confession out of him in exchange for his freedom. That looks interesting. I'm not a huge Taron Egerton fan. He's he's played some wacky roles. He has. I didn't like the uh, Rocket the, Man. Yeah, Rocket Man. What was that one we had? We made Craig watch, or you made Craig oh, watch? Oh yeah, Eddie the Eagle. <laughs> yes, yeah. He plays a lot of weird roles, and then he he was in the uh, oh, was it that freaking British spy show where they're yes, like yes, the, that's that was popular. Kingsman. Kingsman. Yeah, that's like a fun show, but it's not like a good show yeah, or a good movie. movie I mean. Yeah, yeah. People did like it though. I think they're still making it. Like. It's still movies are they and still, that series are still being made. Yeah, <laughs> they're just like this makes so much money. Let's keep doing correct, it. Correct, correct. And uh, what else here? The Patient on Hulu. Comes so out. that's on my list too. Okay, on August thirtieth, ten episode limited series, psychological thriller starring Steve Carell as a psychotherapist who gets kidnapped and held captive by a serial killer. Our guy or my guy, Domhnall Gleeson, who wants him to help curb his murderous urges. I've been told it's a drama, which I'm more intrigued by than a comedy. Oh, I didn't even consider it would be a comedy. I've heard that it might have some comedic elements. Interesting. But I like it more as a drama from like how I'm kind of reading the story. That sounds interesting. I don't know if I saw a trailer for that or not. Me yet, neither. Though. I could not find yeah, it Yeah, I couldn't yeah. find a trailer either. Uh, what else did you have on your uh, your honorable uh, the mentions? The Sandman. I don't know if you saw a trailer for that. It's out on August fifth. It's Netflix's adaptation of Neil Gaiman's dark and iconic superhero fantasy comic. It stars Tom Sturridge as Dream, a powerful being who is held captive by a group of occultists for 105 years until he's freed. Um, it looks kind of epic. I know nothing about the story, but he's like this gothic, like mystical being. That's I don't know. Looks cool. Um, and then, listen, Justin, can I be real with you? No. This is my prison sure. girl summer, okay? <laughs> and I say that because a show that I love, 60 Days In, which is a show about people who, for a variety of reasons... You watch such trash TV sometimes, Kayla. First of all, how dare you? Spotlight on me. I do too. It's fine. A group of... It's just random people who, whether they have a family member in prison or they're maybe a security guard, whatever, they decide to go to prison for 60 days. And the intent is for the high-ups in the prison, the wardens, figure out what's wrong with the system. Like, what are people not doing that's right? Like, kind of be the inside man. Yeah. It's great drama. I love it. It's intense because it's real. They have, like, a couple of things they can do to get out in situations. And the premise is that they're filming a shut like a documentary so they'll film other people it's great finally coming back to amc in august and this time it's going to feature a former prison inmate so these are all people who have been to prison before oh interesting then there's a new spinoff show from that about inmates who get out and then live with strangers and my favorite romantic show love yep. after lockup ridiculous is Taylor. returning again so i'm here for my prison girl summer and uh, I can't wait for all these shows to begin. So lock me up. Oh, my gosh. And Succession, which is one we both love, has not announced a date yet. I s suspect early 2023. I think they're just filming now. Yeah. So, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't, like, fall. One thing I was looking forward to was Utopia on Amazon Prime. I thought the first season was really well done, a super interesting story. But it has not been renewed yet. Oh. So I don't know if they're still tossing it up in the air, but I've seen things like, 
They may renew it. They may not. It ended two years ago. I, I don't think they're renewing it if they haven't yet. I, so. Yeah, I feel like no. So that's a little upsetting, but there's a lot more TV to watch. So I'm yes, <laughs> not yeah, going to lose no. sleep over it. <laughs> um, okay. I think that's it for our TV talk for this week. Let's get into our Swarley of the Week. Okay. So my Swarley of the Week is going to be Aaron Rodgers which I know recently you could pick a number of things. Um, but recently he got his first tattoo. I saw uh, it, yeah. Which he saw, which is like this kind of star and then truther type, like believe, you can't believe what you see type thing, which is just kind of Aaron Rodgers' whole kind of deal in his lolliness. And um, it's his first tattoo. First tattoo. Yeah. And uh, just the memes and stuff online about it are, they're like, this is Aaron Rodgers' bedroom, and it has like the fake <laughs> stars on the ceiling and like the celestial tapestry. Hilarious to me. So I feel like he's been trending every month with something new, whether he says something crazy or some drama in his life. He's like in a midlife crisis situation. Yeah, and like yeah. he kind of does it himself. So like it's not anything that I feel really bad about. Um, he was engaged to. My least favorite actress, as you know. Yeah. Shailene um, Woodley, if you guys yes. were not aware. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yeah, he's just as farly. Uh, fair enough. I do love Aaron Rodgers. He definitely got into some scrutiny during the whole COVID thing. He used to do interviews on one of my favorite shows, The Dan Levitard Show, and they had a pretty good relationship with him. And he is, like, fun and funny and interesting when you talk to him about interesting things. He doesn't want to just sit there and talk football. He wants to be, you know, an intellectual. He wants to, hey, I uh, went and hung out with the Dalai Lama last week. That type of stuff he he will get into the weeds on. But that tattoo, I saw a photo of it. It is so intricate and detailed. In three years, that's going to what? Just be completely smudged? You're just going to see a circle? yes. Like yeah, it's not yeah. even going to – total swirly move. Unless – well, he could just maybe pay them to just – Keep fixing it up every Could be, yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens to him next month when he's trending again. Yeah. All right. So my Swarly of the Week, I don't know if you saw this video, Kayla, and we will post it on our feeds. There was this hammered dad at a wedding, at like a barn-style wedding the other day, and he is dancing up a storm, and they're handing the people sparklers, and he's like, woo-hoo, Uh-oh. let's go. And he just unknowingly has this sparkler go off near some uh some like straw that was sitting on uh on one of like those old uh big wooden barrels and he's just dancing up a storm lights up an inferno on the barrel and people are like oh my god what are you doing he goes over here like wipes it off with his arm stomps it out on the ground keeps dancing like nothing happened it is hilarious and then you see it doesn't look like the bride but somebody comes over and is like hey you almost freaking burned this whole place down like freaking relax drunkie and just a drunk old guy like having the time of his life innocently almost burns the entire place to the ground do you know what song was playing when he was doing it (laughs) is it a great song Uh, i bet people have like superseded their own music to that oh i it's all it's all over tiktok right now i've seen a few different things on it so i don't know what the original is also i can't wait to see it oh yeah i'll show you the video after this okay that's great it's pretty funny All right, Kayla, so now let's get into our friendship question of the week. So let's keep it tied into kind of our TV movie situation. Kayla's making fun of me for uh, how I talk with my hands too much, even though she's over there moving her laptop as she (laughs) talks. But it's fine. (laughs) Our question this week is, is going to be, if you could be on the set of a TV or movie production, what job would you want to have? Now, you think I'd want to say screenwriter, but my fear is not like... Not actor? Right, not actor. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, 
But my fear would be writing this thing that I care so much about and then they just do whatever the hell they want to it. So I always feel like it's safer in a crazy way to be a director because I just like that you almost do, you almost are still creating your own story with the material that you have. Yeah. And I just think like there are so many good directors that are just so damn cool. and just seem to have fun, exciting sets with people that people have good experiences with. And I just want to be a part of that. I'd want to be the one in the seat telling the story. That would be an awesome gig. I don't think I'm not an artsy person. I don't think I'd have the eye to be a director. I don't think I'd have the patience to be a screenwriter, the skills to be a, like a set designer or a producer. How about sports consultant? You, you start doing, and Bill Simmons has mentioned this on his pod quite a few times over the years. You have these shows and these movies where these people pick up some type of sport, a football, a baseball, and it's like they've never before seen this damn thing. And they can't throw it. They can't shoot it. They can't. It just looks like an amateur move. And I want to be the person that goes, no, that that makes no sense. You have the guy running to third base instead of first base. That's not how this works. Or what what the hell are you doing here? No, you can't do that. No, we, we can't go with that route. You need to move on. We need to get people that can actually play. Just being able to critique all those, I think I'd be pretty good I, at. You know what? I was not prepared to have such a niche role, but I love that for you. Right? Yes, it, absolutely. Cool? You're totally a sports consultant. Yes. I, I would be down for it. And and then uh, like a continuity coordinator, I think would kind of be fun. Oh, that'd be hard though. Because I mean, look at Game of Thrones with the coffee cup. I mean, if you're no, it, not catching that'd everything. That'd be so detailed oriented. Sports consultant's my number yeah. one. I don't know if they have those on the on sets or anything right now. I imagine there's got to be some on like these bigger productions. But based on some shows and movies I've seen, it's I like that's... nobody that's producing this movie has ever played a sport in their life. Yeah. I, <laughs> so. Yeah. No, bad throws all around. Oh, so. yeah. Totally with you. Okay, we're, we'll have quite the uh, film or TV show going on there. I uh, definitely would use you for consulting because I would definitely have them, I don't know, putting the bowling ball in the wrong direction. I, I couldn't <laughs> think of a sport. See, I couldn't think of a sport. Bowling was what came to mind. Okay. Bowling was the sport, Kayla. All right. <laughs> and I hate bowling. Okay, Wimbledon's anyways. on now, Kayla. At least oh, tennis. Let's see, go. fail, fail. All right, so I think that wraps it up for us this week. Hey, we're under an hour. Look at us. And uh, as always, see you next week. Well, that's it for this episode of Wrong Opinions Only. Please follow us on Instagram at Wrong Opinions Only and on Twitter at Wrong Opinions JK, where we'll be dropping some clues and hints to upcoming episodes. Until then, JK out.